0: We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome
1: to the Bridge to You podcast, hosted by yours truly, Monique Russell, where we focus on promoting Black unity worldwide through conversations that help us understand ourselves and each other. Hello and welcome everyone. Today in the chair we have our special guest Jessica all the way from Detroit in the house. Jessica (laughs) is so glad to see you and have you here. Well it's good uh, to be here. (laughs) Thank you Jessica.
0: Jessica Reed so tell us
1: a little bit about yourself
0: and
1: uh, what you do and
0: what you've been up to. Yeah, so I was born and raised in Detroit and five years ago, I graduated from college, came back home and ever since I've been working for a youth development program um, called Rack It Up. And what I do is just help support students academically, but I also kind of am there to be a mentor and a role model to them. So I've been doing that for the past five years and I'm really passionate about working with kids, about encouraging people um, through my writing and and just by being like a, a genuine presence. And I'm also passionate about laughing. Um, I love to just learn. So whenever I have opportunities to have a deep conversation with someone or to read up on anything, it just really makes me feel really passionate because I feel like there's always an opportunity to gain wisdom. Mm, I love laughing, too. And I'm I'm, I'm with you <laughs> with, with
1: the book reading, too. What's one of the books that you're reading right now?
0: So I'm reading a book that my coworker got me called Not Nice. Um She's a coworker, but also a good friend. So I should say that in case she happens to watch this, but um, it's about just trying to get out of the habit of people pleasing and feeling like we have to fit into this box of nice um, that is often put on, um, you know, place as a a high value in society. And I think that that's something that I've been working through is just trying to navigate the difference between being kind and being nice Um, and figuring out my boundaries and figuring out like what are the shoulds um, that I really want to live by. You know what? I think that is just a
1: perfect timing for what we're going through right now in the world yeah. anyway, in terms of people pleasing, I could definitely relate having been down that path as well. Mm-hmm. So based on the 2020 situation, the new awareness that we're getting and this whole aspect of not being nice and being yourself and stepping into your your true greatness and your true passion, what advice would you say, or what lesson would you say you've learned so far um, from the beginning of this year that you hadn't considered before? That's
0: a great question. Um, (laughs) I think, I don't know if it's something that's just like being just now taught to me at the beginning of this year, but just really trying to really understand my value as a child of God. And I think that that's something that has been big for me, always seeking approval and like what other people think um and just feeling crushed because I'm always hungering for something that will never fill me up. Um, so that's just something that I'm really, you know, still walking through. Um, but I think it's a big part of my story and something that I hope um, with the rest of 2020 that I can, you know, really say that I'm thriving in that area. Um, but it's it's been hard to be honest.
1: I, I I understand that too, just going through the journey. For me, I know when I started to learn more about myself, my history, and just the whole background it really opened up a whole new world for myself and I remember you talking to me previously one of the things I was so excited to learn more about was your whole journey like your journey of your studies you know what does it mean to you to be a black woman a beautiful black
0: powerful woman what does that mean to you? to kind of clarify my studies, um, when I was in college, I went to Stanford. I majored in African and African-American studies. um, (laughs) And (laughs) that was something that I declared fall quarter of my freshman year, um, because I took a class called Introduction to African and African-American studies. And growing up in Detroit, I think for me, I came, even before I got to college, I had a lot of pride in in being black and coming from a predominantly black um, city, but, especially I, I want to say like like right before I got to college, there was just a lot of negative stereotypes, negative portrayals about Detroit because we have went bankrupt. Um, we were always like at the top of the list for like the number of murders in the city, um, unemployment rates, everything like that. And I had so many positive experiences um, growing up here. Yes, there were definitely um, tough realities um, connected to like structural um, inequality, but I feel like I gained so many mentors. I had so many uh, just fun memories of like simple things like the ice cream truck coming in the summer or having like valuable um, teachers that I felt like I learned something from um, and just feeling really gracious, grateful for like the programs that I was a part of um, that helped me to Just learned parts about myself that I didn't realize were inside of me, powerful things. So I had this narrative of Detroit, but I was seeing like this dominant narrative of my city, a predominantly Black city, 85% Black or so. And it was discouraging to see that so many people had this fear-driven narrative of like the place that I came from, a place that defined so much of me and how I came to see my Blackness. So when I went to college, I took that with me, that determination to to really learn more about my culture and, and even more about my, cur- my culture, I should say, but also to carry that Detroit pride with me wherever I went. Um, and majoring in African and African-American studies was one, really affirming to my experience, but it also opened my mind to many different experiences of like what black means or, or what it means to be of African descent from like a, in a global context. Um, so I met so many different people, you know, from, the Caribbean, from different parts of Africa, from uh, different parts of the world, um, who were of African descent, but their experience didn't necessarily mirror mine, but it also just opened my, my eyes to, like, how, like, infinite in the, for lack of better words, um, blackness is when it comes to, like, being an experience, and it's not monolithic, but it's definitely, um, like, beautiful, so, like, that's something that my major, like, really helped me to understand, um, even more, and I'm, like, just really grateful for that. And I was also pretty involved um, or very involved in the black community at Stanford, Um, like co-leading the Black Student Union, um, living in an ethnic-themed dorm um, called Ujima that was just, we were just proud and unashamed. And I think that that was something that I wasn't necessarily expecting going to a predominantly white institution, but it was a gift. And I didn't feel that it limited me in any way. Um, I still, you know, built relationships with people of so many different backgrounds um, and learned so much. But, you know, it was it was kind of a way for me to help learn more about my voice and what I wanted to take with me after I left college.
1: You know what? I just love that so much. There's so many things that you said in there <laughs> that I've
0: been like, you know
1: what? We, we, we got to explore. We got to go deeper on this yeah. little thing right here. Yeah. So just what's hitting me, first of all, is that, there's so many parallels. So your city, you were seeing this whole narrative, this negative narrative mm-hmm. about your city, but it didn't really match up with the reality of what you were experiencing or what right. you were remembering and, and just building up that pride. And I think that that's just so important to, to make that distinction because for many of us, if we see the negative stereotypes, but sometimes that could be internalized. And then mm-hmm. sometimes that impacts the self-esteem and the self-worth. And then you really don't remember just how powerful you are. So for you to say, you know what, despite of all of this noise coming around me, I was still connected to something that was just stronger than all the noise on the outside. Yeah. You know, so that that was just fabulous. Now, Now, when you get into this whole African and African-American studies, yeah, let's just pause there for a moment because there is a lot of conversation around biases, perceptions, stereotypes between African and African American even though what unites is that whole black experience, the mm-hmm. African experience, this the experience just beyond that. So when you studied that and then I know you went later on to South Africa,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What was that like for you? Like, what was awakening or eye opening in that whole journey of studying both, both uh, cultures?
0: So I want to answer this question in a way that I hope doesn't like feel discouraging, but I think it just taught me how there are like barriers um sometimes that come up because of stereotypes on both on i shouldn't say both sides but just thinking about like the african versus the black american context for for instance um i remember that there were like several like periods on campus where you know people um didn't always feel like they belonged as they were or like there was this conversation about like what does it really mean to be black and i think for me i i've just been trying to be intentional about um trying to engage the power of like storytelling and relationship building. um, Because I think that that can help break those stereotypes that have existed for a long time um, for a large part because of slavery, you know, like I've been, I'm kind as a, as a black American, you know, we are trying to, we, we still don't really know too much about where exactly we came from. Yes. There are like DNA tests. And we know that like West Africa is where, you know, like we were taken from, stolen from, but I think, it's very complex. And when it comes to uh, navigating like those like misunderstandings within the, the African diaspora and trying to like bridge any gaps, um, it can be a little bit, it, it can require some work because we, we have to t- share our stories and we have to share our misunderstandings and share our frustrations um, in order to get to growth. Um, but that was something that I, I didn't necessarily know the depth of until I got to Stanford and I still don't know the full depth of it. But I just always been um, really passionate about the power of storytelling um, and the power of like building relationships and, and being vulnerable to, to navigate those things. So I don't know if you want me to like jump to my experience traveling. Yeah, to you, you,
1: can, um, <laughs> you can jump right on in there because I think yeah. what you're saying is the reality of what life is, yeah. right? That, that is the reality of what we see. We see yeah. and we hear people feeling Um, different ways and having stereotypes between within the black community yeah africans and african-americans but we choose not to like you we choose not to subscribe to that belief we choose not to play into those stereotypes and i think just like what you're saying it does take intention it takes work it takes self-awareness for us to be able to say wow we're not gonna buy into that scam yeah. of you know superiority inferiority like we truly are one yeah so tell tell us
0: about that experience where you traveled yeah so i got to study abroad my junior year um to go to cape town south South africa for two and a half months and i was definitely nervous that was my first time like really going like outside of the country um except for going to canada which is close to detroit um but i, I was really excited because that was a program that had a service learning component So on one hand, we got to live in a different country, but we also got to build relationships uh, with people in the community there through service. So definitely have to navigate different conversations about like what's problematic. Um, I remember experiencing some problematic things at the hands of my college when um, I went on that study abroad experience as far as like, yeah, just feeling really uncomfortable about some some of the ways that we were um, engaging with the community. But one of the like the most powerful things about that experience of going to South Africa in particular was like knowing their history of apartheid and learning more about that and how in America, you know, uh, the Jim Crow experience and just the history of racism in, in general in the country has a lot of like close like mirrors to the to the um, to parallels. apartheid yeah parallels that's the word um, to the, to the experience of apartheid in South. Africa Um, and just knowing that that was that ended the year that I was born you know in 1994 and so it was still fresh and I had moments where I I could just like I felt very grateful to be inside to be um, living um, at least temporarily in such a like beautiful country with all these beautiful beaches and just wonderful people and wonderful food and brides and all of this um, so many so many wonderful things but it was also shocking to like observe um, the level of Disparity between uh, white people in South Africa and black people in South Africa. And then also knowing that like race was constructed differently because you also had colored people in South Africa. So I think you said, that, so,
1: you said something powerful there. It yeah. was constructed yes. differently. Mm-hmm. You yes. said something really powerful. What do you mean by that?
0: Yeah, so that was like one of the biggest or one of the first things that I learned in college was just how race was a social construct. Um, it was created as a way to, to keep establish dominance and power between white people in america and black people in america because initially there were even white people who were in district servants in america there were black people who were indentured servants but slavery didn't come to be until there until so white people wanted to create that economic power um and treat us as less than human so i think it's just really important to think about how like race doesn't look the same or is not isn't thought of as the same thing in different parts of the country like in brazil for instance there are so many different categories um and i know it changes year by year but things are constructed for the purpose of power in this in this world and i think it's important to be aware of that you are schooling us (laughs) over
1: here jessica we need your wisdom we need your wisdom So yeah, so if you think back now to South Africa, um, I remember the time when I was going to South Africa too, really, really interesting um, experience. And if you think back, what would you say would be one of your most defining moments there?
0: So I got to work um, as a teaching assistant at COSAT, the Center of Science and Technology, uh, which was a high school in Kyalisha, South Africa. Um, and it was uh, predominantly black for black South African students. And just being able to to build relationships with them and get to see how the kids there have universal or had similar experience to kids here, you know as far as like wanting to celebrate Valentine's Day and having um, friend drama and things like that, just kind of seeing how like even though there are definitely things that are different culturally speaking, there are some things that are the same. And I think that that was for me, really, really valuable and and being able to, I remember I had to read To Kill a Mockingbird um, to some of the students there and they had a lot of questions about like what racism was like in the States, but also something that was the most uncomfortable for me being in South Africa was how my Americanness was more salient than my Blackness because I thought like when I would go to South Africa that like me being Black would be would speak more loudly than me being American, but my mannerisms or like how I dressed or just even speaking and people hearing that I was American, I tended to be louder. Um, and I tended to carry with it some expectations and some stereotypes that I wasn't quite comfortable with at times, but it also led to a lot of, a lot of great conversations and our storytelling, which I feel is like so important to kind of get to know, um, each other on both sides.
1: So, um, if you could share, like when you say storytelling, you know, yeah. I'm just kind of curious what one experience that you had, because I feel like storytelling really does help to bridge, mm-hmm. um, you know, situations or helps us to get deeper understanding to see, you know what, we really got more in common than you think. If you could think about that storytelling experience for you in the context of where do you see things, going in the future if you could just imagine a world where fill in the
0: blank yeah i think a lot about healing and joy because those are two big areas that i'm striving to experience in my life and i feel like um across the board when it comes to people of african descent especially like healing it's a very like interesting word because it can mean like different things (laughs) to to different people within a diaspora, you know, but I I feel like it would be really amazing if relationships could be built across backgrounds. So Caribbean, people from Africa, people from who are black from America, people who are um, living abroad as expats or who are just of African descent in different places across the world. I think it would be really amazing if there can just be this openness to just like sharing about our experiences and I think that like art is a powerful tool for that so I really love poetry I really love um, creative nonfiction, and just like kind of just being open about my experiences reflecting on um, like faith is a big thing for me mental wellness or mental health Um, being a young adult also being black just all of those things I think they can be just by sharing my story and also just being open to getting to know other people by asking those deep questions, I I imagine like a a community in a world where we just take the time to get to know each other. And I don't know like what that that looks like necessarily, because for me, a big part of it was me like going to college, going thousands of miles away to Stanford and, and going to another country to experience a different cultural context. But I just really hope that there can be a lot of accessible opportunities for us to just share who we are, like what lights us up, what makes us feel like way down. I think those those moments of vulnerability can help overcome like painful stereotypes or incomplete stereotypes.
1: Um, um, That's so powerful. And you are showing up in your complete essence of vulnerability and transparency. (laughs) So you are leading the way for all our listeners right now, Jessica, because this is basically how it starts. And I think that just having you share your journey and your experiences that allowed you to go a bit deeper, a little bit deeper, explore deeper within yourself. You had that curiosity within yourself. That's where it started. And from there, it kind of sprung into all of these different segments. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think
1: when we have our expectations and we meet up with situations that really don't match up with our expectations, it can throw us off a little bit. But Having that curiosity, having that openness, having that bridge building, just like what you said, um, I imagine that same world where we're all learning about each other and we are celebrating each other and we're connecting with each
0: other as well. And, And with that, sorry to interrupt, but like with that being said, I know that it won't always like be easy, like sometimes tough conversations will come up, sometimes like feelings may be hurt in the process just because like people don't we don't always know like the fullness of somebody else's story so we might say something that's like problematic but I think if you're willing to take accountability and if we are willing to just to continue to like be in the, in the vulnerability and not withdraw like when it gets hard um, I think that it can really like pave the way um, for some real like community um, to happen like it's never happened before
1: oh yes you've got to be able to face the difficult stuff yeah. it is tough it's not easy i'm so glad that you said that because we definitely don't want anyone to of these thinking that it's just magical it's not mm-hmm. tough or it's easy because it's not right. but what you experience on the outside of going through that process like a diamond it comes out shining brighter and stronger and more connected So, Jessica, thank you so much for chatting with us today, sharing your story. If our listeners want to find out where they can connect with you, can you share how they can reach you on any of your social platforms?
0: Yeah, so um, I have a blog called Roots and Hope. Um, So that's just rootsandhopesingular.com. And Um, and that's where I share a lot of just like my story. And I hope to just encourage other people to know that they're not alone um, and that there is hope. I think I'm very just transparent about like my struggles with mental health and all of those things. And I just hope that that can be an area. Um, I think, especially like within the black context, that's, it's really important to talk about. So I would encourage people to just follow me on there. And I'm currently not completely active on social media right now, but, um, Roots and Hope, my blog is a good way to kind of keep in touch. You guys hear that Roots <laughs> and
1: Hope. And is that locks you wearing in your hair?
0: yes so uh-huh. see she got the roots going into the roots i'm also a
1: lock sister uh-huh. so thank you so much rootsandhope.com you guys thank you so much for having um the, taking the time out to join us on the
0: show today well thanks for having me i really appreciate it Moni.
1: thanks for listening to the bridge to you podcast Visit Clarecommunication Solutions.com or connect with me on LinkedIn, Monique Russell, or Instagram at Clear Communication Coach.
0: This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.